0: Welcome to another edition of Creators Outlet. I'd like to welcome back our old, well, not too old friend, Karna Bartel.
1: How you guys doing?
0: Streaming to us from the Wayne Manor Library.
1: <laughs>
0: What's going on, dude?
1: Nothing much, just on that Kickstarter grind again.
0: I know it's uh, the third part of the uh, of the big trilogy.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's our sixth Kickstarter, but third in this series.
0: And I know this because I'm not just a promoter; I'm a, I'm a client. Yay! Get, get the sketchbook edition; it's worth it. <laughs> and I, thank you. I thought it was, I thought it was cool because uh, to save on. Uh, some of your shipping costs out of, out of Alaska. Uh, you use this company down in Florida. Uh, that was, that was print on demand.
1: Yeah. And they, they handle the printing and shipping.
0: Yeah. And I mean, they came in, they're perfect. I, I even got a, I even got a mini print on the back of, uh, one of the issues, which is just, it's, done a little different than the cover but it's the same image just a little darker
1: yeah that's actually the the regular cover and the the what you have is the sketchbook edition cover Mhm. yeah
0: so it's you know it's the story's been great so far i really like it because uh has got the uh he's he's got that he's got that funky uh Japanese brush thing going on, and he's like, he's fast because we were, uh, we spoke what about two or three weeks ago on, uh, on the on the uh, That's the one I'm trying to think of. I'm like, yeah, my, my mind just going blank, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was like streaming for 30 hours. That was crazy,
1: yeah. <laughs> I only went on for a half hour. I'm sure you, you guys uh had quite the gauntlet. Oh yeah, it was it was it was a lot
0: of fun meeting uh meeting a lot of uh, great creators, a lot of people that I knew and retouched base with like you and I get to watch Ada uh paint pretty much an entire an entire portrait like live on the live on yeah. your segment too.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's fast and efficient, you know. Uh, COVID has definitely been, like, slowing down uh, the production of this book, which is why, you know, the, we have the estimated delivery date a little bit later than we usually do this campaign. Mm-hmm. But um, it's also nothing. It's also, you know, still earlier than most people seem to have for theirs.
0: <laughs> now,
1: how do you feel about wrapping this one up? I feel very good, you know the we this is our second series that we're wrapping up it always it always feels like you know almost like we're graduating high school or something every time we finish it up
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and it's it's really exciting to get the conclusion of the story out there because you know it for me, I always like to hear what people think about the writing, obviously because I'm the writer uh, but. You, you don't get the full effect of that feeling until they read the entire story and understand what you were going for and stuff like that. So the end of the series is always really exciting for me as a writer.
0: Yeah. Cause when, when you send everything out, the, the, we get the PDF ahead of time when you buy the physical copy, you get the PDF and a lot of people are like, yeah, that's cool. So I can reread it afterwards. But the first time I read it, I want to hold it in my hands and, Yeah, read it, and uh, it's there's nothing like it. And the I mean, the sketchbooks are only like a couple of dollars more than the regular physical copy, and you get you get like so much more with the you know with the script in the back going against like the the original pencils of you know the the unfinished inked work and everything. Yeah, and, plus and just, plus really just cool. random
1: sketches from the sketchbook.
0: Yeah, and just and just
1: like ra- random thoughts with Ada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was this one. Um, I think it think it might have been in the first. Uh, it might have been in the Grimwood Crossing special edition, but it might have been in the first sketchbook of Swords and Stars. I'm not sure, but there's a picture of Batman sitting on a toilet, but the toilet. He's like riding the toilet like a motorcycle almost. <laughs> and uh, he actually drew that on the back of, of one of the original pages of uh, Grimwood Crossing and then, and then we scanned it for the sketchbook edition so yeah you really do get just his random thoughts
0: <laughs> just, ra- just random thoughts it's, it's it's like all cool stuff
1: yeah and, uh, he, uh, he likes to doodle a lot of course I feel like all artists do Oh, yeah.
0: I like to doodle, but I won't ever show anybody. <laughs> it, look, it looks more like Spirograph, but messier.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I make a lot of... I do make a lot of art, but I only, sh, I only like publicly release like very few of it because there's only very few ones I actually end up liking at the end.
0: The only, the only thing I could draw halfway decent when I was a kid was... Uh, the old colonial vipers from the original Battlestar
1: Galactica. Ah, oh, nice. <laughs> but only
0: is only the side view.
1: <laughs> man, when I was a kid, I used to I used to uh, draw ninjas all the time, and my dad he was a really good drawer too. And I would ask him if he could draw me a ninja, and he'd be like, "I can draw you an invisible ninja." And I didn't know it. I was a kid. I didn't know an invisible man. I was like, "Cool!" So then he drew like. Just the eye hole of a mask and just the eyes. <laughs> and gave it to me instead of an invisible ninja. He pulled that one a couple times.
0: Now do you have uh, <laughs> you have uh, anything in, in the
1: in the future that you're working on? I'm trying to put together my first webcomic right now. Um be uh facing a few challenges due to COVID and all but uh after this kickstarter uh i'm gonna i'm gonna my next series instead of going to kickstarter right away i'm gonna try and release like a page a week on a website see how that goes um but uh this trilogy will be collected in like a trade paperback in the future depending on uh just depending on how how popular this one gets
0: yeah, well, it's it's always a good idea to take all your previous stuff and and make it available as a, as like an add on to the campaign. Yeah, you
1: know. Yeah, uh, that's why we let that we saw. Um, <laughs> excuse me, our last book was a two hundred page graphic novel about monster hunters in the wild west, and so you that one's called Grimwood Crossing. You can get that on this campaign too.
0: Yeah, that's a uh, that. That's a nice uh, chunky read.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was our first professional release uh, that, that both of us ever did. And um, it, that's what, that's kind of why we started Swords of Sorrows, because uh, Swords of Sorrows, the first of this current trilogy, was supposed to be a one-shot. And then uh, Chuck had his way with it. The editor had his way with it. and And you know we decided that it would be really interesting to do a sequel. Um, uh, but then I realized the only way to like really put this story to bed uh, it would take at least two more issues. So we decided to turn it into a trilogy.
0: Now are you gonna uh, are you gonna keep with your love of the 90s black and white? indie comics and, and just keep doing everything black and white, or are you going to do some color stuff in the
1: future? Um, I, I, I do prefer black and white comics, personally as a reader, and that has informed the type of comics I make. Um, but also Grimwood Crossing and the Swords and Star Wars trilogy are both the type of stories that work in black and white and are better for being black and white. You know, um, Grimwood Crossing is like a pulpy Western based off like the classic Western movies, but adding in like Monster Hunter stories.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So and, and, and a lot of the monsters are, you know, based off like classic iterations of monsters, you know, like like uh, uh, the the vampires kind of look like Nosferatu, you know what I mean? Instead of like, you know, sexy humanoid vampire or er, Human like vampires, um, and the werewolves are like uh, big and are like big and hairy, just like the Wolfman, you know. And and so that really worked in black and white on like the Western and Monster Hunter front. And also, Swords and Stars is based off of um, the classic uh, Japanese cinema, you know, like Kira Kurosawa films. So that works in black and white. But the next one is. It, it needs to be in color for story reasons. Um, it's a, it's like a, it's a diesel punk, post post apocalyptic pirate story, and because of like lore reasons, the color of the water is is like a vibrant green. So, and the story is called Green Water, so kind of has to be in color then, you know. Yeah. That so yeah, makes I
0: think. Sense.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that my next book is going to be in color, and it's going to be my first color book. Ooh, breaking the fourth wall! Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: well, let's take a
0: look at this Kickstarter. A hundred and seven backers.
1: So far, we still got twenty-two days
0: to go. Twenty-two days to go, and you are almost, almost, almost at gold. currently you're yep. at
1: 2743
0: 2743
1: of a $3000 goal yep we're pretty excited we had a, a pretty solid launch so we're just hoping to keep climbing from there oh yeah
0: that's i mean you're, if you're if you're hitting triple digits in backers uh, I think it's easy to say that this is popular enough already to uh, to look forward to a to a trade during your next uh, book release.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we're excited to get the whole story into a trade too, because that, that's always exciting to get the nice, thick, meaty story, you know, like all in one book and and be able to read it as a whole.
0: Yeah, well, that's you know. Uh, trades and graphic novels are about sixty five percent of the market. for so like the last, you know, f- you know, last ten years at least, you
1: know. Yeah, for- and that's why like, that's why like Grimwood Crossing. We we split it into two trade paperbacks and and made two kickstarters, and then uh, and then we did a third one to collect it all into one big omnibus. I, so. I
0: I think I think a lot of the love for the growing love for uh, you know collected volumes, trades, or graphic novels uh, comes a lot from we now live in a binge society. We want to sit yeah. down and, and watch you know the entire season of it of a show when it gets
1: released, and 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 you know that it that is great. It it's especially important for that type of dynamic in comics because in comics it's not like you're waiting week by week to get an hour of a story or you're waiting week by week to get a half hour of a story in comics. You're waiting a month to get like 22 pages, you know? So mm-hmm. the being able to collect the whole series at once, whether it be like in three issues or in a trade paperback is, is, uh very it's very exciting you know and for for anyone and so it that's why we always look forward to you know these end cam- end of the campaigns because we feel like uh there's a lot of people that come and and wait for us to finish the series before backing but yeah, now it's finished
0: it now it's finished and you know what when, when people go to the uh when people go to the Kickstarter. They they can see right away that you love indie comics because you've backed like seventy one campaigns.
1: Yeah, that's actually something I look for too. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna say uh, that people that don't back campaigns before making a Kickstarter are sleazy or slimy or scammy or anything. I, I'm definitely not gonna go that far. But seeing that they've never backed a campaign does kind of turned me off for a few reasons um, it for it, 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 the fact that they haven't backed any campaigns could mean a lot of different things it could mean that they made a new profile they have that campaign before but they made a new profile for this mm-hmm. and and uh, while there's a bunch of innocent reasons for doing that sometimes there's not so innocent reasons for making a new profile. And so like that that kind of makes me worry or it makes me worry that they just don't understand how Kickstarter works and they haven't put skin in the game. So like they're not going to be able to like run an effective fulfillment of this campaign. So like seeing seeing that people have backed Kickstarters before definitely makes me feel better about backing them. Oh, for
0: sure. And the uh, the link for Karna's Kickstarter is right in the chat. Don't forget, you Andrew. have any you have any questions, or you want to say, you know, you want to just say hi, or what have you. You can uh, pop in down the bottom. Don't forget, we're also part of the NSC Roadshow, the podcast roadshow that uh, tunes you into podcasts from all over the globe, talking about indie comics, and you know, probably a bunch of other stuff. But you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this yeah. episode will be available uh, for audio download from AgeOfRadio.org after we uh, after we finish the episode today, so you can re-listen to it in case you were like, "Did he say that really?"
1: <laughs> I probably did. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's fun getting to meet all these different like when we were doing ChromeCon, it's fun getting to meet all these different creators. Indie comics are so special because, you know, there's a lot of variety in the different types of movies that you see coming out, of course, right? And, And you'll, yeah, everyone loves their big blockbuster things, but there's something about, like, the indie industry. But when it comes to, like, indie games or indie movies, they're usually, like, smaller scale things. You know, like they, you know, like uh like an indie film creator can't do big CGI. Like, can never make a big superhero movie. You know what I mean? With a bunch of CGI, and, and you know, indie games aren't aren't making these like triple A world or open worlds from you know that are competing with big companies. The thing about indie comics is, you know, there's different there's different factors that 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 go into budgeting a comic, but what type of story it is doesn't really factor into what kind of what kind of budget it is, unless you're talking about length, because, you know, I, I can make a, a small personal story about, about um, a couple, you know, uh, falling in love and 22 pages of that is going to cost just as much as 22 pages of a superhero comic, you know? And mm-hmm. so, so because of that, we have this like really interesting little indie community that's chock full of variety and scale. As opposed to like movies and films where if you go to those indie communities, you're going to only find like small a tour films and, you know, usually or you're going to only find like smaller scale games, you know, and that's what's fun about indie comics. We're, we're right up there with the big guys, maybe not in sales, but in scope and in passion and in and, and story quality, too.
0: Oh, yeah. Hey, you're ready. The check is checking in all over the world and wherever the hell will is.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm in Boston. Well, I'm south of Boston, but I'm 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 close enough that I could almost throw a rock and hit
1: it. I'm in Alaska. I can't hit
0: that with a rock.
1: <laughs>
0: and and opposed to what kids think nowadays, uh, you cannot see Alaska from Washington State.
1: You can't see Russia from Alaska either.
0: Nope. <laughs> well, no matter. No matter what uh, that crazy woman that was running for vice president a few years ago said,
1: you know she was she wasn't crazy before she ran for vice president. <laughs> then all of a sudden she ran for vice president and put on a Minnesota accent.
0: <laughs> no, I'm 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 pretty sure she was crazy before all that.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, I, as a citizen as a citizen of of her governorship or whatever you want to put it. Uh, she definitely was not as, as crazy, <laughs> but uh, it she didn't toned, even have that man. accent. It what was to- it was toned down and everything because it was just like,
0: Yeah, it's just Alaska, blah,
1: blah, blah. and then, then but they're like, Now, now you gotta be a meme character to to yeah. make it American politics. <laughs> you gotta be the villain now, so it's like, uh, I know, like, when's like, how come every single president that we we elect doesn't matter which side it is they always have a super unique way of talking there's always, they're always super impressed like you can make impressions of them much easier like we both kind of you talk with a Boston an accent like I talk with like typical pro- typical accent you know not, people they do impressions of us you're not gonna immediately recognize who it is because it could be someone else but when it comes to presidents, they all have they're so unique in the way they speak. You mm-hmm. even if you're bad at impressions, you can probably guess like what what president that person is impersonating. <laughs> yeah, I know. And some of them are just like you know,
0: wicked easy to do too.
1: Yeah, like Richard Nixon. <laughs>
0: Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan, yeah. George
1: W. Yeah, he's got W. <laughs> But yeah. In in the world of of in the or in the American politics and everything falling apart, indie comics are still here. Yep. It's better to, to dive in and get lost in
0: comics than it is uh you know, pay attention to the news nowadays.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But, so
0: uh, is, is this, the, is this the, uh, the sketch version we're looking at
1: in the, in the photo here? That's the standard edition. If you scroll down, you'll be able to find the sketch, sketchbook edition. So that's just a fun image. Keep going. That's rad, though. I like that. So, yeah, so here, here's just a regular edition. This is where we're talking about rewards. This is the whole trilogy right here, and then this is the sketchbook edition. Oh, that's cool. I like, like, the, I like the purple cover, but this is just red. Yeah, I like, the, I like to make the covers look like, you know, unfinished art I, uh, when it comes to the sketchbook edition. You know, really play up, you know, what's the sketchbook and what's regular. I keep trying to scroll through my Kickstarter on the video screen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm guilty of doing that myself. I'm like, oh, wrong tab. Damn it! <laughs> yeah,
1: I keep reaching up, uh, like over here, to like do this and scroll up and down with my finger, and then <laughs> nothing moves. I'm like, oops. So but, let's, yeah, let's
0: go through your uh, your pledge rewards. Uh, you can uh, kick Connor ten bucks uh, and pledge without a reward, just because you, you know, just because you like the project. Uh, you can pledge $5 and you can get the digital copy. Uh, $10, you get a physical copy and the digital. Uh, $12 or more, you get the digital trilogy, so you get all three PDFs of each book in this uh, storyline, so you get the whole trilogy. Uh, $15 or more, you get... My favorite, the sketchbook edition. <laughs> Plus, of course, you get the digital copy. And I, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't wait. I just got to read it and I'll read the PDF. But when it comes in, I'm going
1: to read it again because. I used to, I used to like, be like a strictly physical type of guy. But then I started to realize that I paid attention to the art more when I, when I'm re-reading the book so what i like to do is like is if i don't want to wait i will you know read through the story digitally and i I pay attention to the artwork less when it's on a screen for some reason but then when i get the physical i i I reread it paying more attention to the art this time now that it's in my hands oh yeah and for some reason the
0: the the ink that, that uh the company you use out of Florida, the print-on-demand service that you use down there, um, base, base, it's got, like, a certain scent off the paper because <laughs> it's, like, it's all, like, high-end. You're using, like, all, like, high-end
1: paper, and the, the cover's are you know, fairly thick cardboard. Yeah, so I I've gone with a lot of different printers for different reasons in the past. Uh, I've done conventions and then like uh, selling to comic stores or you know just printing for Kickstarters, and I've I, I've had I've had my difficulties with this company in the past, but they are still the best quality comic book printer that I can think of, especially one that also does uh, fulfillment for you, like shipping. Oh, they yeah. they you know I. I've gone with I've gone with like cheaper paper and books before with other companies and just did not did not like it and, and it's nice to be able to like make an extra few dollars off a book, but it's also nice to you know give a product that you feel like someone's gonna want to keep and not just read and then throw in a pile.
0: Yeah, you want you want something that you know people are gonna you know gonna treasure and when they get it. They're going to be like, wow, this looks better than, you know, my
1: my $8, 22 page, you know, Wolverine issue. And, and I like to think of, I like to make my comics with the intention of being the first comic ever read for someone, you know, being like being someone's first comic, I think is should be a goal for everyone, every comic creator, because, you know, we're trying to we're trying to grow this industry we're trying to make comic books super popular and successful and part of the reasons that make people people love comic books for the characters, but then that's why like they go to these movies but they're not getting these comics because there' there's too much sunken cost into getting into a a series you know you go to the comic book store and no you don't want to buy amazing spider man number two hundred and ninety four like as for your first comic, because it's number 294, you know? So Mm -hmm. I like to make uh, all my comics, I like to think, you know, they're the perfect comic to be someone's first comic. They're they're good stories that aren't, that don't have to be comic book stories. They're just good stories and, and amazing art that makes you take it seriously. And part of taking it seriously is also being a good physical product because you get, you know, you're trying to convince someone to read this comic and you hand them this falling apart, like scratchy magazine with like, with crappy, with crappy printing and and bad quality. And and they're just, they're immediately more turned off. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you give someone this product that's here's nice, thick paper, not, not too thick, good quality printing, glossy paper, good stitching. It's a complete story. If you start here, you're not going to be lost, and and it you don't have to be a comic book fan to like this, these stories. They're, you know, everyone likes monster hunters, everyone likes cowboys, everyone likes samurais, you know. So, and I just like to take those types of tropes and and tell you know deeper character stories with those tropes, so that like everyone can relate. You don't have to be a genre fan or a comic book fan. You just have to like good story, you know?
0: Yeah, and, and, and a lot of the indie stories, it's, you know, there's, there's still like, you know, plenty of superhero stuff in, in indie comics, but a lot of this stuff is um, like old school. Like you said, you know, westerns, uh, horror with the monsters, you know, in this case with you, uh, the samurai story. And, you know, people can get into this because it's, it's, it's only three issues. It's very well obtainable depending, you know, whatever tier you want to get, you know, you want to get the physicals, you just want to get the PDFs and read it. You know, it's, you know, it's up to, it's up to how they like to read their comics too. You know, I I understand not everybody has a 2,400 square foot loft like I do. (laughs) and can accept delivery of a 22 foot trailer with all their crap in it but uh (laughs) hopefully i'll be getting rid of a lot of my crap soon but um you know and you know you understand people that you know live in like larger cities they they tend to have very small apartments at very high rent prices so they're more they're more likely to you know if they're going to get into comics, you know, to, to read them digitally because they don't, they just just don't have the room for them. You know, they, they might collect maybe once one series physical, you know, that's physical copy, you know, something that they might've been collecting since they were a kid. But, you know, other than that, you know, I'm not a fan of digital because I like to, I like to hold the books in my hands. but like I said, during the pre-show we get, You know, I do like five minute reviews for for Outright Geekery and and my YouTube channel. So I get stuff from publishers all the time and they send over, you know, watermarked review copies. And, you know, so we got to read them, you know, got to read them digitally. I'd rather read them on my on my new tablet that's coming in. You know, when I when I ordered it, they said it would it would be here uh, Saturday morning. And then when they updated me and said, "Well, it might be there Monday," <laughs> I'm like, "Thank you,
1: USPS." Uh, yeah, I, I I do overall prefer prefer physical comics too. Uh, that being said, though, the um, comicsology the the panel by panel thing they do for their for their phones, mm-hmm. man that that really folk like lasers in and focuses the pacing of the story like it, it is a slightly different uh, experience reading that at least with Grimwood I, I went I went through and read my one of my older books on there on comiXology, and like man I really liked not being able to see the other panels. I really liked it you know and that's a, another reason why newcomers have a hard time with comics is because they, they feel daunted by knowing what uh bubble to read next what panel to read next obviously comicology does that for you
0: yeah uh I'm, when i when i first had the dc app they had uh they had updated their uh their reader thing and it was it was it was weird because you could have them like automatically flip the pages but then you'd have to keep clicking the back arrow if you if it was, like, a page with, like, a lot of dialogue. You'd be, like, you know, you'd be, like, three-quarters of the way through. It's, like, Bring! And I'm, like, no. <laughs> um, yeah. But a lot of, like, I got a smaller phone. So a lot of times if, I, if I'm, like, trying to read something on there, I'm, like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> you know, I'm blowing yeah. it up, you know because I'm old and stuff. I'm nearsighted so I got to take my glasses off to read so it's
1: weird but um. Yeah, when it come, when it comes to like digital, when it comes to digital books, digital comics or even like audiobooks too, like I have a hard time focusing. You know, like it, a lot of times like I I I can't really focus unless it's uh, again, like I do read some digital comics but a lot of times I can't focus unless it's in my hand and like not on my phone. Yeah, you pay more attention to it because you're holding it. Yeah, and you're You're like, hey, you don't want to drop it and ruin the book. Yeah, here's this world in my hand instead of a file on my phone type of thing.
0: I think what a lot of people should do too, because I'm a big fan of uh, CLZ
1: Uh, or the the uh, wait, the digital comic format. No, no, CLZ is
0: is an app that lets you catalog all your books. Oh, okay, okay, cool. So, like, older books, you have to, like, you can just, like, you know, type the name in, and then you pick which series it is, and then you can... And it's got, like, all the, all the different covers that they have for that book and everything else. I think indie fans should start uploading... Books like when they get this book in, when they get so it's a solace in. You, they can take a they can take a picture, upload it, and then put in like all the information for the book, and it get it gets cataloged. So somebody else goes and types the name of the book in, it will come up on the CLZ app. Oh, very
1: cool. Maybe I'll do that.
0: And uh, the 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 really cool thing that CLZ uh, they just did an update and one and part of the update is now uh, you can hit a tab on it when cuz it starts and it shows you like all, all the books it'll start listing all the books you got to scroll down to see them all but it'll tell you like how many how many books you have entered on on the app but you can hit another tab when you're looking at a certain volume, say, you, like, looking at your Avengers collection, you can hit another tab, and it'll tell you all the issues you're missing. Oh, wow. So, you know, so for when people are allowed to go back into comic shops and back into conventions, they can hit that tab as they're, like, scrolling through so they know... I can't tell you how many times I bought, like, the same issue, like, you know, you know, three or four times, and, like, Oh, do I have, I don't know if I had that one, but it's in a dollar bin. So I don't want to pass it up. So you buy it again. I'm like.
1: Yeah. If you like, and it's like you take a, you take like a year off from a series and, and like you go back to like buy the, the issues you missed from that year and you're just not, and you're in the shop and don't remember what issue you stopped on. Yeah, you know, like that, that's happened to me. I have like a couple double issues of walking dead because of that.
0: Yeah, I actually, uh, I actually just found that I had uh, one of the uh, one of the convention uh, specials, you know, special limited covers of uh, Walking Dead number one. I didn't even know I had it. Wow, you have a Walking Dead number one. It's a it's a reprint. It's like an uh, oh. it's like a Comic Con exclusive
1: reprint. Yeah, I have. Uh, yeah, I have. Like, uh, I thought you were talking. about You had like a first first printing. I was like, wow, that's like ten <laughs> thousand dollars.
0: if I had a first printing, uh, I'd, I'd be like, you know, selling it right now in a live auction and uh,
1: and uh, buying buying a lot of beer and pizza. <laughs> well, one of my biggest inspirations uh, as as a comic book creator is when I bought. Um, It was a reprinting color edition of Walking Dead number one. Mm -hmm. Now, I think in the past couple years, they did another, they got another colorist to do another color pass on it and do another color reprinting. But the first color reprinting was like, was like the, I think it was like the fifth anniversary or the 10th anniversary of the series. Yeah, because I think it came out like 2013. And it had uh, it had the whole first issue of color, but also in the back, it had the original uh, pitch, the original Walking Dead pitch that Robert Kirkman sent to Image Comics. Wow. Yeah, and that helped big time. You know, that was a big inspiration to see, like, you know, my, how my favorite series started, you know?
0: And, well, favorite
1: at the time. It's not my favorite series now, but it was my favorite at the time. In 2013, it was. <laughs>
0: a few years back it was my third I bought I bought the uh, the entire run of trades on that for like 25 bucks
1: oh I, that's a that's a great deal I um I was reading them I've been reading them digitally since I was a kid uh, my friend my friend brought like the third issue to school like and it was like gory as hell and it was awesome and I loved it, and it was back when when um, uh, what was what was the original artist Tony Moore back when Tony Moore was still on it, and um, and I was like, oh my gosh! And so like I went home on the family computer, and like my my brother taught me how to. Uh, just for the record, I don't condone piracy. I have since bought all the Walking Dead comics many times over, <laughs> but I went I went and like every month would would go and pirate the new issue of walking dead um i was a kid i lived in the middle of the woods i don't i there's no comic book there's one comic book store in in anchorage and that was two hours away from where i lived Uh, and um anyway and uh so i've been reading them for a long time and then i i started once i uh graduated high school and moved to Anchorage and got and was able to go get to a comic book shop. I started collecting the issues from there. So I have like um the last like man, what was it? I think I have like the last like 75 issues and then I have I have like the compendiums up before that. So I do have the whole series but just in different formats. Yeah, I think I bought the uh I
0: bought like the the big heavy compendium, but I'm like, dude, I can't lift that thing to to read it. <laughs> my arms are gonna be like falling off
1: holding it up. Dude, those giant, like three, four inch thick compendiums, I don't know why. Best way to read comics. Having this big ass tome laid out on the on a table in front of you. I don't know why. Best way to read comics. I love Elf Quest with my entire heart and soul. Uh, and, and that's how I read them with the big giant dark horse reprintings of the um, black and white uh, giant elf quest compendiums. Love those books,
0: man. I'm just trying to balance this box so it doesn't fall off. since we're talking about big giant
1: black and, and obviously black- like Grim Grimma is only two hundred pages, so it's only about like an inch thick. But you know, like that's why I was so excited to like put together that omnibus and and put some. Oh, what's that? Bone. Oh wow, nice. Is that was that Jeff Smith? What's his name? Yep, Jeff Smith. Damn, this thing. This thing was forty
0: dollars when it came out. This is probably this is probably like one of the first editions. Um, I bought the soft cover because the soft cover. Was thirty nine bucks, like thirty nine ninety five, so it was forty dollars.
1: I don't the, like hardcover comics. I do. I don't know why. To to me, to me, I just don't I like that. All all black and white, just the way you like them. Yeah.
0: They cut They went to Image for for a certain amount of time, and uh, I guess they insisted that he he color the. You know he has the issues colored because they wanted oh. to, they wanted to sell more, so they started they started coloring from I think like number one. But I'm like I probably I probably had did. him somewhere. I've got all the I've got all the damn action figures from from his <laughs>
1: uh, from his line too, which is crazy. Man, speaking but. of those compendiums, like so you've read Walking Dead, right? Oh yeah. Did you notice on the first compendium, like like Rick doesn't get his hand cut off until like halfway through compendium one, which is a lot of comic to read. Uh, And it it was like issue like 30 when he got his hand cut off or or 40 or something. And they have him with one hand on the cover. And not only is he with one hand on the cover, his stub of a hand is dead center it's like man what a freaking spoiler you know what i mean yeah it's like by the way but yeah who puts one of the most shocking moments in my opinion the one of the most shocking moments in like non superhero comics history like and puts it right on the cover and like the show then he never got his hand cut off in the show so it's like a it's a twist that is still intact for a lot of people yeah it's some sometimes they're just
0: like, you know, like, whoa, we're going to put the spoiler on the cover to draw more people in. Yeah. It's like... yeah, Don't do that. Put put something on the cover that
1: leads up to that spoiler. Yeah, that's another thing. I really don't like the uh, Walking Dead compendium covers either, because it's, it's just like all the characters of, of that star in that specific compendium just lined up, and then it has like their zombie versions, like reflecting under them and like yeah. it is it is cool it's a cool concept but the zombie versions are always like kind of hard to see you don't even notice them really that much at first plus they're upside down so like your, your eyes just go straight to this like lineup of regular people that unless you've already read it you don't get two shits about
0: yeah and a lot of people are just like oh it's just their reflections and you know and they pass by it without even thinking about it
1: yeah yeah. But, but the, the um, Walking Dead and uh, Elf Quest mm-hmm. are like two. Also, why the last man? But Walking Dead and Elf Quest are like why I like my comics black and white. I know you can get Elf Quest in color, but I truly think that's the inferior way to read it. Yeah, it's better. That, that whole series is better in black and white. Yeah, I I find the color to be too like psychedelic and rainbowy. You know what I mean, and not like subtle enough.
0: Yeah, like I like I like my Conan stuff in black and white too. I, yeah, I I, pre- I prefer the old Conan magazine over over the actual books.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So we're gonna finish looking at everything everybody can get for. Uh, Swords and Solace. Uh, like I said before, we went off on a on a, on a dead subject. Um, <laughs> the uh, the sketchbook is you know you just place fifteen dollars or more and you can get the sketchbook. Plus, of course, you know the digital edition comes with all of them. Especially if all you do is order the digital edition. And speaking of which, here's the digital. Ultimate Fan Bundle. Uh, For $18 or more, you can get the digital version of all three Books of the Rat, and you will get the Grimwood Crossing Omnibus digital. That's a good deal. Oh, yeah. Uh, $25 or more, you can get the physical trilogy, so you... You'll get all three books from this series, uh, the PDFs and the physical copies, and sketchbook edition trilogy. So you can get all three sketchbooks, and of course you get you know you get the digital com- uh, copies with everything. Thirty five dollars, not too shabby. You, your prices are are you know fairly low and like super reasonable. I've I've seen some uh some projects where they're you know they're charging like 20 25 bucks you know f- for their like 32 page book alone.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> I, like I said like I want I I like to think about my comics being good for being someone's first comic and like I don't want to sour them to the to the idea of reading comics by, you know, paying paying like you know almost fifty cents a or fifty cents or a dollar a page, you know, uh, I, I I like to if people are okay with spending more, I like to give them that option in other ways. So you know, if 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 someone you know. Is okay with getting more of an experience for a little bit more money. That's what the sketchbook is there for. You know, they get to look mm-hmm. at all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Also, the sketchbooks are the sketchbooks. I forgot to say aren't floppy saddle stitched either. The regular comics are are saddle stitched floppy comics, but the sketchbooks are actually like mini trade paperbacks because they have so much more content in them. Yeah,
0: they're um, they're, they're, they're you
1: know a little more than double sized of the of the regular issue. Yeah, you get you get the script plus you get the entire t- comic again in, in penciled form plus you get all the all the uh, uh, extra sketches from his sketchbook. You know, so lots of fun. And it also, it's not just sketches. I, I take some of his good art from uh or like some of my favorite art from his DeviantArt Art sometimes and put it on there. Be like,
0: I like this one. Let's let's put let's put Batman riding the toilet on on the front cover. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Pledge of $50 or more. That's the ultimate fan bundle. Uh, You get get everything. You're going to get the Grimwood Crossing Omnibus, Swords of Sorrow, Swords of Silence, and Swords of Solace, plus digital copies of all of those. For fifty dollars, and for a hundred and fifty, you can get a custom art illustration.
1: And uh, for fifteen dollars plus shipping, there's uh, an add-on. Kickstarter has a uh, added add-on functionality to the website, and I got to be part of that program, which was exciting. I had to, I had to send them a request and be like, "Hey, I'm a legit creator. Let me, you know." Test this new Kickstarter feature for you. So, the, uh, so I'm one of the like uh, tester campaigns. There's probably a bunch of them, but one of the test campaigns for the add-on functionality. and You can get $15 plus shipping is a art print bundle uh, that get, gets you like three 11 by 17 art prints. Yeah, that's the art art which thing. We don't have a. If you want to go to the updates or if you can just keep looking at the art here yeah yeah cuz this is this is just awesome yeah those are the for the custom uh, commissions reminds me of that joke cuz i
0: i see uh, got in the middle there
1: so yeah where,
0: where do you send your side chick when your wife comes home the whole door <laughs> <laughs> And here's some uh, sample pages. This stuff is like incredible. It looks good here, but it looks ten times better in person.
1: Yeah, those are from the first two books. And this is from the new book.
0: You get a you get a more of a gritty feeling when you're like looking at him in person hey it's you and Adigan.
1: yeah
0: <laughs> hey it's you without a hat
1: yeah oh man you don't want to see my COVID hair no i know uh there's there's chuck yeah his big beautiful face
0: and we'll go to we'll go take a look at updates
1: yeah, click on that, and then these are the art prints right here. Ouch! Yeah, that's that's a a splash page from issue two, but colored. And then if you well, go down, you uh, well, the, the next art, the blood's, the, next art co- the,
0: the blood's colored, but
1: yeah, this one's colored. And then the last art print is the cover. That's the main cover of the book. Yes, sir. All right.
0: So that is the whole Kickstarter you want to head over to the Kickstarter, check it out for yourself. Uh, watch the video of Connor being uncomfortable in front of the camera, not knowing what to say, and uh, and seeing more more pages? You get to see his COVID hair too. Uh, there it is. And I remember when I used to have hair. My hair used, my hair used to be dark, dark red, and and now it's. Gray, 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 and there's not a lot of it, so I just keep shaving it off.
1: It's right, man. I can't even grow a full beard yet. I'm still getting gray hairs in it. I can't grow a beard yet. Well, That's because
0: you you look like you're 17 all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess it's, it's better than looking like my actual age.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I probably look 100 now because – when I was 15, I looked old. I looked, I looked like I was in my mid 20s. So every time one of my friends was having a party, they would like, "You coming?" "Nah, my car's not working. We'll be right over to pick you up." Because I was the only one old enough to get to get served. <laughs> be like, "Okay, we scrambled up 200 bucks. Go in the store and come back with stuff." I'm like, "Okay."
1: We don't condone underage drinking.
0: No, we do not. <laughs> Especially if my daughter's listening. <laughs> I will I will follow that up with the saying that she hates the most. Well, one of the sayings she hates for me the most.
1: I brought you in this world, and I'll take you out. My mother says that to me all the time. <laughs> but
0: I myself am looking forward to... Uh, to read, to read the third issue of this. Uh, I've loved it so far. It's a great book. You've done a great job on it. And people should really check this out because it's, it's just an amazing book.
1: Thank you. Yeah, we hope everyone enjoys it.
0: I mean... Yeah. <laughs> there's the first two sketchbooks right there.
1: Heck yeah!
0: Yeah. You know, I dug them out so I could show my props off. You know,
1: like (laughs) I don't have any props except these fake books. That's okay. I don't have fake. I just have boxes.
0: I just have boxes (laughs) behind me. (laughs) I just have boxes and toys and stuff behind me. so maybe,
1: that's, that's the fun stuff
0: you know covered covered like everywhere
1: <laughs> thank you chuck thanks chuck man you i wish you the best of luck
0: hope the missus is feeling all right yes sir so we got we got twenty two we got twenty two days left on this.
1: Yes we do. Open the break past four thousand.
0: Yep, there's, there's already a uh, there's already 107 backers, uh, very close to goal. I urge you to get in there. Uh, it's these books are like super reasonably priced. And if you uh, if you got anything left from that six hundred dollars stimulus check, and you haven't jumped on for any of these books yet, fifty bucks you can get the whole thing plus the omnibus of uh, Connor and Attigan's first series.
1: Yes, Grimwood Crossing.
0: There we go. So. Uh, Thanks very much for uh, taking some time out and coming to talk to us. Uh, Thank you for having me. People need to get on this book. Always always a pleasure. Uh, And, hey, stay warm. Oh, yeah. Don't forget, everybody, this will be uh, available for audio download on ageradio.org. Just look for Creators Outlet. And if you're listening to this on on age of radio make sure you search out creators outlet on youtube that way you can look at all the stuff we were looking at that you can't see because you're just listening to the audio but thank you for downloading anyway and this will also be up on the nsc road show a little later on today as well So thanks for joining us and uh, have a great weekend. We'll see everybody real soon.